0: another episode of After the Siren. My dog just left me. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, as you can probably hear from the laughter, I am back with my wonderful co-host.
1: It's me. It's Jarvis. I-, I missed a week because I was busy doing other things. But
0: what is more important than recording the podcast? I need answers now.
1: Getting a university degree that I've gone through years for. Yeah.
0: Alright, fair cool, fair cool. <laughs> I'll back off. Um it's been a pretty uh full-on week in the world of footy would you agree
1: um yeah <laughs> again i've been busy <laughs> with a few other things so i haven't been keeping fully up to track but was able to actually go down and watch a few games this week um a few blowouts um by the looks of it mm-hmm. um some a couple of upsets and yeah, a couple yeah, of controversies but yeah
0: controversaries
1: controversaries
0: <laughs> <laughs> um but how has your week been outside of the world of footy
1: yeah, it was good. Saturday, uh, no, we'll start with Friday. I guess the rest of the week didn't really matter because it was just a general working week. Mm. Um, Friday, we went to the Richmond Dogs game for uh, to celebrate kind of my brother's birthday. Um, he had a bit of fun. We had a few drinks. First time I kind of went out with my brother, um, so that was, that was fun. Obviously, we will get into um, Dogs as six and one, um, but you know, I wasn't the happiest of campers. But you know, it was a it was a fun game nonetheless. Um, then, yeah, we went um, to the and uh, carlton game on, on Sunday, Woo. Uh, which was a very funny game for the wrong reasons, <laughs> um, just because my dad and Nisha's dad and finally met, and they both got, I want to say, decently drunk, and I got some weird <laughs> photos on afterwards.
0: Very, very interesting, to say the least, and that's, uh, that's putting it politely. Um, we are going to get straight stuck into this episode. Uh, we've got... You know, a fair bit to fly through. Um, so I'm going to get it kicked off with my top footy moment. Now I just want to say, if you have your top footy moment, please send it into our Instagram at After the Siren Podcast. It would be great. We've started receiving a couple of messages, so don't be afraid to send in your top footy moments. Everything is valid. Now I am going to be a little bit biased this week. I, I typically try to stay away from Carlton stuff when it comes to my top footy moment that's a lie that's not a lie
1: so yeah okay
0: I've even put Collingwood people before (laughs) (laughs) so my top footy moment award of the week goes to Sam Walsh from the Cullen Football Club let's be honest we would not have won that game without Walsh's 33 disposals and a goal he just absolutely tore it up tackling running machine (laughs) was <laughs> really notification whoopsies. he was on the
1: field that their things are not on the field
0: literally he was just amazing to watch and going into his third year of football
1: he is He looks like done. a season pro he's he's the only reason i feel like you're winning games at times 100% um, he lifts
0: everyone even when it's not his responsibility but yeah what was what was your top footy moment? You're having jobs? a having a Sorry. moment at the moment. You're alright. trust me with tea and stuff when we're. I thought I
1: was the one that's supposed to be really fidgety, so. No, so I'm
0: just trying to get a drink. Without. Okay. Alright. What was your top footy moment? Um.
1: Well, obviously, in our tipping at the moment, we uh, I was two behind. Um. So, obviously, in the podcast last week, uh, you tipped cats, which you forgot about, and thought <laughs> you tipped Sydney, and I tipped Sydney. Because um, I went back and had a look at it, and obviously Sydney won this week with um, the man, the myth, the Papley. Do you mind? I'm trying to speak. <laughs> You're. I understand we're doing this a bit later in the day, but my gosh! Do, it it all talk? happens
0: for niche. I even turned my sound off. You, my wow, pay, play through that.
1: <laughs> Normally, you, okay. Anyway, yeah, but. Uh, uh, Tom Papley obviously kicked the final goal for uh, Sydney to uh, secure that game. It was a very good fend-off as well. He had uh, he was getting held by one of the, I can't remember which Ge- Geelong person it was, but he was getting held off, was able to get, a, get around, pass around to the next person. a 1-2. Bit of a 1-2 and then just get free all of a sudden. Don't know where that Geelong player just stopped tagging um tagging Papley for but he was able to get free and then there was three three sydney players right behind him to shepherd him so easy goal and then they were able to hold on to that lead for the rest of the game so yeah
0: two point victory
1: yeah obviously a point back for jarvis which nish didn't realize
0: at the moment i'm three points ahead because i gave that point to myself because i genuinely thought i tipped the swans because i tipped them in my other tipping competition I got a little bit confused, and now I'm really sad.
1: Wow, well, you 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 trying to say? You flopped your tippings? If I cry,
0: could I get my point back? No, because <laughs> I need
1: these points. <laughs>
0: yeah, you do. You actually really do. Um, anyway, we're going to get stuck into these new stories. Um, we've got a bit of a limited time this episode, so we're going a bit rogue, going a bit haywire, and we're going to go through two new stories this week. Um, but I think we have a really good in-depth discussion for our main topic to try and make up for it a little bit. Um. So, for the first topic, we're going to have a little bit of discussion about the dogs. And this is not at request of Jarvis. We've actually had requests from other people for more dogs content. I didn't think it was necessary. Apparently, it is.
1: It's just one of those things. I don't think dogs get enough spotlight in the media. And when they do get spotlight in the media, it's for... It's
0: when they've won a premiership. It's when they've won premiership. Nowhere. Yeah,
1: either won a premiership or we're not using a number one draft pick. Um, for whatever reason, yeah. um, but it, it it's not the, you know, the praise I think the team should, getting over the past, yeah. should be getting over the past few weeks at least.
0: Now, obviously, if you listened to last week's episode or if you've been following news in the footy world, you'd know that the Dogs copped quite a few injuries last week and they were without probably, I'd the- say, five players within their best 22. Yeah. Maybe three that are definitely in their best 22 and, and a few more that are out and those names would be Josh Dunkley who will be out for a couple more months. Uh, Tim English was out, Bailey Williams was out, Latham Vandermeer was out. So you've got a few names that are regularly in that best 22 side.
1: Yeah, I'm just pulling up the injury list now so um, we can keep talking about it. Uh, It's just, yeah, it's a bit, it's frustrating because the dogs have a really good side but mm. we don't have the depth in our reserves when these people get injured to be able to f- fill those spots. Mm. Um, obviously, we played Hannon for the first time this week. I wasn't that impressed. I thought he was able to do a bit more. Um, he should have done a bit more, sorry. Uh, Shaki, mm. listen, he's had his chance, let's be honest. He's not <laughs> yeah. what we want him to be. Um, and it's sad because I think he could have potential. He's had potential on the VFL level, but when it comes to AFL he's just not to the yeah. level that he needs to be. But yeah, going off this, um, English is out. Uh, w- this is the people that have been out for the par- for that last week. English is out. Vando is out um, for uh, back and concussion reasons, respect for- respectfully. Williams is out with a collarbone. Gardner's out with a shoulder. McLean's out with that knee from last year. Riches is out from from an angle. Jong and Dunkley were out from that GWS game, um, obviously. And Dunkley, obviously, is one of our... probably this is the biggest thing to be out but I think our back line is where we struggle the most. Um, people like Bailey Williams and Gardiner are two very, very key people to that back line. And the second we have those people out, you can see our back line struggle mm-hmm. tremendously. We don't have the depth yeah, of st- those tall, those tall, the key defenders that a, we need.
0: Yeah, a statement that I've said quite a few times and, and people tend to turn around and go, yeah, that's accurate. I've said that the Bulldogs best 22, is their best 22. And outside of that, it's very hard to then replace someone... That's been listed in that best too If Dunkley goes out, maybe you can shift Bailey Smith into the middle. He didn't really lift up high enough to to say he covered that role. Yeah. Then who are you going to put onto that wing? Okay, you bring in a Lipinski. Lipinski, pop him on the wing. He's definitely more suited to the half forward role. So then who are you bringing in half forward? oh you McLean maybe or when, when he's well? Yeah, I when mean, a- people feared. like
1: Anthony Scott and McNeil, I think McNeil. have done I've done really well to fill maybe those type of positions in the half forward, possibly the wing. Mm. Um. So I feel like with those two kind of young players that's very good and when McLean comes back in and even Richards comes back in that's Mm. you know potential for that I think where the issue lies is our defense yeah and you saw that against Richmond you got opened up just so easily easy uh like like the goal that um I can't remember who kicked it but Keith was right there and should have punched that ball and it's Mm. gone straight between his hands and his head like, you can't let that happen, but... Yeah,
0: but to, to cut Keith a bit of slack, he's probably he's, the yeah. one that he is at the level and, and playing really good footy, but... The thing that really good defensive units do is they play as one and they back each other yeah. up and they see that one player's run forward to cover another man and they come up behind them and take their man and it just all works so cohesively. If we push up, we push up together. You know that one person's going to stay back. You know that this space is covered. You know that this space is covered. And it's about that lack link. And I don't even know if these players have played enough footy together. I think. Because Keith only came over two seasons ago. These players haven't played enough footy together to have that cohesion yet. And I that's think, a
1: worry. I think Williams, Gardner, Dale and Keith have that synergy. I think,
0: But Dale Keith, has only just gone to the back line.
1: Dale has only just gone to the back line. But you can see what he did, what he's done from the back line. He's, and he was excellent, he's no excellent. doubt. But so I feel like th- there's a synergy there. But again, we don't have the players to back it up after... They get injured, and mm. that's what we. That's what the dog's issue is. I think yeah. we don't have the depth in in the reserves. I think there's a couple people. I think Kamar. I think I don't know if I'm saying that. I can't pronounce <laughs> his name. Kamis. Yeah, I think he's one again a young player that has been getting a lot of attention, possibly in the VFL side at least. So we'll have to see how it goes. Um, but yeah, that's my kind of opinion on what yeah. the dogs are out at the I moment. was just
0: going to summarise by saying Richmond came out on top by 22 yep. points and it was all a second half effort. The dogs yep. really struggled to hit the scoreboard after halftime. And yeah, Richmond do what they do and ran right and got away with it. Yep. Um, Alright, so the second and final story we're going to bring to you is regarding some match review results. Um, so you saw a couple of... <coughs> Players get uh, into controversial situations on the weekends, and they were sent right to Michael Christian and the match review panel. Mm -hmm. Um, So, uh, Bailey Fritch, who kicked six goals on the weekend, he was actually banned for one game for his hit, uh, his strike on Tom Powell. How do you see this one, Jarvis?
1: Um, Well, you could obviously see Fritch was going for a high fend off and it just happened to be... One of those situations where he hasn't gone for the hand; he's just kind of like elbowed him, forearmed him a little bit in the face. Which I think one match ban for that—it's a bit of a toughy one because, like, it, it wasn't deliberate, but it was careless contact, I guess. Definitely. Um, so one match ban—I I, can—I can understand the reasonings behind it and why you would have give it to him. Um, you know, because it was a pretty nasty hit. It was a—it was a, you know big flying forearm and one of those and elbow to your head you know that's a that's a big knock and obviously i can the concussion rules that we have at the moment well, uh, uh the concussion rules that we have in the moment it's a uh it's a big one you know if you get concussed that you know you're definitely missing the next week so mm. i can understand the one match ban for bailey fridge it's
0: a big um, out for the demons though it is
1: though but you know you're getting brown in i guess now and their Mm. forward line and this is what we were talking about at the start of the season once they kind of start going and obviously they've done well not to have their kind of key forward line at the moment with still uh wiedemann out Mm. sorry yeah
0: wiedemann's out but he's fit they've brought in brown over wiedemann yeah so they could easily bring wiedemann in as a French replacement yes
1: so um obviously like we've seen like these are still seven the seven zero um and obviously our concerns with their injuries and everything obviously was not the case because they've been able to just fly pie a lot of that. Um, so it'll be very interesting um, what they do for a replacement for Fridge. But I do think it was a bit deserved in terms of the one match band.
0: Mm. The other uh, stories actually leads us right into our um, main topic. So what uh, other bands that have arise? Mitch McGovern from Carlton has been handed two finds um, both involving striking yeah. against Mitch Hine, sorry Nick Hind sorry
1: Nick Hind yeah
0: and we're gonna ha- go into a big discussion about the jumper punches but um, yeah in terms of that for McGovern it's very careless it's very stupid lucky no one got seriously hurt it's okay he'll yeah. probably
1: be dropping your side next week anyway
0: Look, possibly we'll see we'll see if Tom DeConnick is fit and firing might be bye bye McGovern That's all we've got for you in terms of news stories. Straight back into this episode, and as you're all aware, we're going to have a bit of a discussion about jumper punches and what this does for our game and doesn't do anything good, or is it all negative? Or I know that I think Jarvis and I have similar opinions, but I'm going to try and play a bit of devil's advocate here. Um, so on the weekend, we saw, particularly in the carlton Essendon clash that we went to, oh, yeah. a lot of, you know, trying to rally each other up behind play, grabbing each other's jumper collars and throwing a couple of famously or infamous jumper punches. Mm-hmm. A few years ago, the, you know, f- the footy news or the footy coverage team absolutely lost their rocker about these Uh, jumper punches and they had had enough they thought it was stupid careless no place in our game all of the above so what's your thoughts on this whole jumper punch situation
1: I don't know as a fan you love to see it sometimes you love to see the players get riled up and show the the passion that they Mm. have for the game and you know obviously you don't want to get physical because then that will really uh, result in getting a ban um, and you don't want to be banned for too many games because yeah. obviously you want to play the football. So obviously the jumper punch situation is a way for players to show that aggression, but without hurting each other too bad. Like, you'll get a couple of knocks and stuff like that. Like, you know, there's only so much force yeah. you can give behind holding a jumper and then punching someone. Yeah. It, it, there's not a lot of force behind it at the end of the day. You can, you know, maybe with some bigger hands, you might be able to give a bit more <laughs> bit more of a give. But, um, you know, as a fan, you love to see the players get riled up and go for a bit of a tussle. I mean, sadly, us us humans love seeing people fight. And, <laughs> and, and we have a whole, like, division. Like, boxing is a whole thing. Um, UFC is a whole thing that people go out by and want to watch people yes. get beat up.
0: Would you argue that if you want to go see some fighting, go to the UFC? Well, that's Because if you go to the footy, you obviously want to see the footy.
1: Yeah, but you also want to see the players not just take, you know, well, I don't know if I can say that, but, um, you know, just take, you know, the beating that they're giving. They right. want to be like, no, stay in your place. Like, you know, you see it in the Dogs' GWS game. Like, they just give each other so much, you know, push and shove, and, and that's where the rivalries come from. That's where, yeah. like, the passion comes from. That's where teams start to hate other teams because, you know, you did this to our player, so we're going to start shoving you around and, you know, make a a bit of a scene out of it and it gives to the drama of the game it's Mm. not just you know shoving for the push of shoving it's building the drama behind the game and and you know the passion of wanting to win so that way you have those four points that way you have a chance to be in the grand final and play for the prize that everyone's playing for
0: would you agree then that the you know, footy coverage teams are almost a little bit hypocritical when they build up these huge rivalries and they talk about how much these teams hate each other. And when someone actually shows a bit of passion and stands up for their maybe their teammate or or stands up for themselves, because we all know they're talking smack about each other yeah. on the field, would you argue that they're a little bit hypocritical when they turn around and say, oh, that was stupid, that was silly, why did he go and punch that guy?
1: I think there's a difference between like going in and like king hitting someone than just giving a bit of a push and shove with the jumper. Um, I mean, because that's what we're talking about is is mm. the jumper punch.
0: Yeah. Um, we're not talking about Barry Hall and yeah, Andrew Gaff. Yeah.
1: You know, we're not talking about people that's just come and kink in people just for the sake of it. It's, you know, I'm going to, you know, push you. I'm going to push you. I'm not going to punch you, but I'll grab onto your jumper and give you a bit of a shove as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think in terms of like younger generations and seeing that, it, it, you can't just say our oh, boys will be boys and stuff like that it's not the case anymore mm. like people understand that footy players to any ex- big extent are role models for the younger generations and you know um i guess the violence of football kind of slowly petered out as the generations have gone by but it's still there mm. and that's i think a part of the game at the end of the day
0: would you say that maybe the AFL has gone a little bit soft, considering the big hits and the big rough contact you used to see in the older generations? Now coming in, a little jumper punch is up for question of whether they're going to get banned or not.
1: Yeah, I mean you got to remember these guys. Like a little bit of a jumper punch, like, is not going to hurt them as much as taking off like you know Eddie Betts' mark on the weekend. That was such a huge like just putting your body on the line like you if anything goes wrong you land on your head there you could be a paraplegic for life like let's let's be honest like that's probably more dangerous than a sh- jumper punch mm. like it's just i think the afl how is how good was that mark the year? yeah it was a really good mark well, i it got it got mark of the p- possible mark of the year contender mark of the, mark of the round, mark least, of the round yeah. possibly mark of uh mark of the year no- nomination mm. um afl i think it just they're like we want these players to be able to um to have long careers Mm. and to be able to have a a life outside of this and not be injured um, after
0: football yeah there's been players that have come forward and said my life has been greatly affected by concussions yeah you know further down the track and we've had players that have you know passed away in their 50s or early 60s we want our players to go on and have long and fruitful lives so that's definitely a factor when talking about this unnecessary head contact yeah i i think they do have a reason to argue getting that out of the game but you know going back 20 years it wasn't even a question
1: yeah and like we have and you know the concussion rules a big part of that now mm. now that we have that that's a big part of being able to keep these players for longer periods of time whether or not you're not happy the fact that you know you won't get to play grand final like um oh, was the adelaide girl um
0: chelsea randall
1: Ch- chelsea randall yeah um you know, that's a big thing, you know, playing for the biggest prize in the league and you're going to be sidelined because of concussion, even though you might feel okay, mm. it's just precautionary. And, you know, obviously people like Matthew Lloyd and Nick Rewalt were going on about it between each other mm. about like, you know, playing grand finals, even if you feel okay compared to it's a concussion. These things have been medically shown mm. to have longer impacts without even you knowing it.
0: Yeah. And Chelsea Randall was really praised for the decision in the end. Obviously, people asked their questions and thought, why wouldn't you fight harder for a grand final spot? But she had a very inspirational story as to why she just followed the rules and everyone respected that. And that kind of takes us down the path of the next kind of topic I want to discuss, which is these players are role models. So watching Chelsea Randall do that was yeah. an absolute inspiration. You know, there's nothing more important than one's health. Yeah, so when these players are roughing each other up and children that play under 12s footy are watching is that the example we want to set like the best players or the well-known players are the ones that rough each other up or something like that what message are we actually sending to that grassroots footy they idolize these players they see what they do and they want to copy them. They want to be like, you know, they want to be the next Bailey Smith or the next Sam Walsh yeah. or, you know, Josh Dunkley. So when these players are going into their rival matches with big heat behind them, maybe an under twelve footy goes into their regular Saturday afternoon match and starts roughing them up. Then do we have a bigger problem?
1: You know, I, I can understand that, but I feel like this whole like roughing them up also comes from coaches as well i feel like you know it's like mm. you know if this player's giving you a bit of thing you know give them a little bit back and that's where you see the aggression from and you know obviously you won't have all players be you know douches and just start mm. roughing people up for the sake of roughing people up because they want to show that they're the top dog which is you know in under 12 is 40 is probably not the case um but yeah it, obviously this physicality in football has been a part for generations, as I said before, and it's not like our last generation wasn't getting grown up on harder stuff Mm. Meaning, this generation in, in retrospect should have been just as hard, if not possibly harder. So the fact that we're slowing it down, it just means that, you know, we're understanding the game more, understanding the player's Mm. health more. Thus our younger generations may not have, you know, as rough, you know, on the field, but they'll still give a bit.
0: Mm, who knows? Maybe they'll all want to be the next Caleb Daniel and walk around with helmets on and that will definitely protect them from a concussion. So yeah, um, we'll wrap that conversation up there, but I hope you enjoyed our little, not debate, because I think we're both on the same side of the fence, realistically. Um, but yeah, enjoyed that conversation. We're going to go straight into our footy tips for round eight. big round big big round round.
1: how's it a big round tell me
0: dogs versus blues
1: oh it is too (laughs) completely forgot because we're not going to the game are we
0: we are not going to the game how bad is that no it is mother's day jarvis is working and i have a commitment that i need to see through with my mum. which um yeah i've I've uh, made my peace with it by now I was pretty, yeah, pretty upset at the time
1: Anyway, let's get straight into <laughs> it The Friday night it. game Richmond Cats Big long rivalry in the clubs here See mm-hmm. how this one goes Who do you got for this one?
0: I'm going with the Tigers
1: Yeah, I was thinking the same thing I think They've hit their stride, yeah. haven't they? they hit their stride mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah
0: In the second half last week Yeah Alright, then we've half. got uh, Giants versus Bombers here You know here. what?
1: I'm going to go with Bombers for this one
0: I'm going with the Giants.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: Gi- Giants played a played a good game last week.
1: Yeah, and I think Bombers have played a pretty good past two games considering they did lose, but they did play a pretty good game, I think.
0: Mm, I think we had them from pretty much the second quarter
1: onwards. Halfway, no, uh, through the sec-
0: halfway through the second quarter, we had them.
1: Okay. Each J- to their own. Next, next game. i was
0: just keep winning the tips.
1: <laughs> you, but did All you, right. <laughs> did you last week, though?
0: I'm still ahead. But
1: That's why I have anyway, a cushion lead. Suns versus St Kilda. <laughs> <laughs> Who you got for this one?
0: Uh, I'm going with the Suns, their home really? game. Really? It's their home game.
1: I was going to go with St Kilda. Do it. I will do it. Thank you very much. <laughs> I will do it. I think, um, what happened? Suns won their game against Collingwood. Yeah, they smashed That's, Collingwood
0: away yeah. from home.
1: But also St Kilda smashed Hawthorne. So, Hawthorne though. Yeah, I would put Hawthorne and Collingwood around. We're about the same league at this point. All um, right.
0: All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm just trying to make you doubt yourself. Don't worry. Oh, I am doubting you know myself. All right. Then we've got two bottom teams in the comp North take pies.
1: How crazy is that? Collingwood's 17th in the ladder right now. It's yeah. been insane.
0: I'm, I'm loving life, to be honest. <laughs> um, Sorry, I'm Eddie go Oh, you know,
1: can you go first for the song?
0: No. I went first for Please? the last one. I went first for the last one. Oh. Uh, Flip a coin, buddy.
1: I'll go Collingwood. I'll go Collingwood.
0: I'm also going with Collingwood.
1: I was really, really tempted to do the North upset there too.
0: Interesting game on Saturday night. Massive. Melbourne versus Sydney. Now I've been told to never tip Sydney (laughs) again. Well, last week you didn't tip Sydney, so it's fine. Well my cousin messaged me saying never tip Sydney again because whenever I don't tip them, they win. So here you go. I'll tip Melbourne.
1: Yeah. (sighs) Ugh. I don't know who to choose These are some really tough games Is that just me? Mm. There are some really tough games this week um, While well, Sydney might have Buddy back And also their co-captain back as well uh, MCG I'll go Melbourne as well
0: Melbourne as well Yeah Other Saturday night game is Port Take Adelaide We've got the Adelaide Derby
1: Flat Adelaide Derby yeah. Um You know what? I'll go Crows
0: Have fun losing I'll go Port I have a feeling. He has a feeling. I have a feeling. On Sunday afternoon, we've got Hawthorne take the Eagles.
1: Uh, Eagles, please.
0: I will also go with the Eagles. That's at the MCG, so it might be better than Eddie had, or sorry, Marvel for the Eagles. Yeah. Over at Marvel, dogs versus blues. Who you got? 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 I'm going with my blues. I'm going with the dogs. Yeah, good choice.
1: And um, finally, uh, it's the Fremantle Dockers versus the Brisbane Lions, who have been a bit red hot lately. The uh, the Lions are showing that even without a, a kneel, they've, uh, they're still topside.
0: Yep, I'm going to go with the Lions. Despite the trip over to WA, I think they'll be a bit too strong. We saw Frogo come crashing down against the Eagles last week. Um, yeah, Lions yeah, for me.
1: Yeah, I'm the same.
0: All right. <laughs> Sorry, I sort of really... Long, bl- yawn. Yeah, <laughs> long yawn. You
1: can just cut that if you wanted to. Just cut the... No, I air. think
0: I'll leave it in. <laughs> anyway, we're going to leave it there. Sorry this episode's come a little bit later than usual.
1: And is a bit shorter. And is a
0: bit shorter than usual. We are very um, under the pump with uni. I know it's not an excuse. We've committed to this as well. Um, but we do want to bring you the best content and we couldn't do that last night. So we're doing it this morning. Um, we hope you all have a wonderful week. Remember, if you want to access our social media, you can find us at on Instagram at AfterTheSirenPodcast. Also on Twitter where I share some match highlights and uh, excellent snippets of the games. Um, that is AfterTheSiren underscore. You can find our personal Instagrams uh, in the description. And please remember if you would like to send us your top footy moment, we are loving seeing a couple of them come in. And that's just about it.
1: I think that's just about it.
0: (laughs) See you next week, guys.
1: Bye.